everyone, Jane A here from Your Way Weight Loss. Hello, Alicia. Well, hello. <laughs> hello. Hello. Today I had a really nice compliment from a girl that came to my spin class. You did. She, what did she, she say? She said, my mom is a huge fan, which was really cute. And she said she has a one hour drive and she listens to your podcast and everything the um, whole hour there and the whole hour back. She's like, she doesn't miss a beat. I was like, well, that's really cute. That's well, really good, nice. Good thing we record a million podcasts a week. Exactly. So if she's listening right now, I don't know your name, but your daughter who came to my spin class, which I'm sure she told you that she said that to me. Hello, this one is dedicated to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Hi. Hi. How are you? Real. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I like haven't gone for a walk in like three days. Mm, I was wondering if you, uh, I mean, the weather was so, we were so busy as well. Yeah. Are you going today? The weather is really nice today. I missed two days. I, yeah, I'll, get, I'll go today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the weather is really nice all week. So is it good. happening? Like, is it, is it spring? Is it here? Um, it's very close to being spring. Uh, let me check low while I'm with you here. Everyone, oh, that's Orlando. It's 29 degrees right now. <laughs> mm, it's okay. coming. It's coming. It's coming, yeah. While you're listening to this, everyone, hopefully I am on vacation, almost coming home, actually. Okay, so yeah, no, it's good leash. Wow. Look at that. Oh, so, who needs to go to Florida? Who needs to go to Florida when you have two degrees? Ooh. So 205110 on Saturday. Balmy. Yeah, it's really good. Of I remember this time of year when I was in university, we would like bring couches out onto the 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 front lawn and like everyone would be like, I remember I would always find a way to like be sheltered by the wind so it felt warmer than it was. Mm. It was I was such a sun whore. Oh my goodness. Weren't we all? Yeah. I love that you called yourself a sun whore. That was amazing. <laughs> I was. I used to lather my skin with oil. Yeah. And I had a timer. To like turn around. Absolutely. I was basically a rotisserie chicken. Okay. Do you <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, okay. Wait. Do you think that the, uh, people or teenagers or young adults in 2022 are like we were like I was going to the sunbed when I was young I was like I don't think so I don't think it's as much of a thing it was a thing during our time huh oh absolutely like everyone went to the sunbed yeah like I relate to what you're saying with the oil and whatever I'm yeah. like yes yeah I did that as well so I feel mm -hmm. like that was like our time so happy that's over so now like so many high expectations for like I don't know. I was like, I, I, I would like feel bad if I didn't like go in the sun for one day. Now I'm like trying to hide from it. It's very odd. huh? Um, now they have like spray tans and self tanner. Right. That's the thing. Right? That's a thing. Now we didn't really have that. We did not have that. Self tanner seems like a next level commitment. I know what you're saying. I agree. You have to like, Go in the shower, exfoliate. These people don't have children. And then you like put cream on you, but then you have to like let it sink in. And then you have to shower again. Who has this time? And then what about your white sheets? I have a lot of questions. What about your creases? <laughs> How do you, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
Nope, I'm I'm good. I'm good for now. My breast Remember, would, would hang so low that there would be like a white spot. <laughs> Neil, Neil would help you lift it. Trust me. And he would like it. Um, remember that time I got that spray tan and I thought I looked great. And then we looked back at videos and it looks like I'm dying from a disease. Oh my God. It looks like I have a, like a, issues with my liver or I don't know. Something's happening. <laughs> it was so bad. It like had turned green. <laughs> I was not an okay color. Okay, wait, I'm going to try to find it so we can, I can like show the people on, on, on uh, YouTube here. Okay, as you guys are listening to this, if you have experience with self-tanner, I literally want to know everything. Like I want you to send us a DM. I want you to tell me the brand and how you do it and all your tricks. Cause oh, like, I'm, I like inter that. I'm interested in this while Jose finds the photo, but also it was like we were re-recording videos for the website when this happened. So it's like there's a I deleted. <laughs> Remember when it was time to delete it? I sent you a picture of it and I was like, you think it's time for me to delete? <laughs> this, is, this is what I said. I'm so happy I survived. <laughs> that was dramatic. I don't think I can like find it. I don't even remember like where um, it was. I think it was the mindset program and like we deleted that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wait, I hope know. I hope before this podcast comes out, you somehow find a way find to it. find that photo because it's out there somewhere. I hope it's like in my iCloud on Ender Favorites. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, I'm going to try to log in. I think it's like under our thing. Okay, keep talking. And your okay, hair would have been black, black, black too. <laughs> it was just, and I thought like things were good. And I just like filmed 7 million videos <laughs> looking like, <laughs> looking why like did that. you get a, why did you get a spray tan? I don't remember. I was, um, I think it, I was going to on my trip. Thought okay. it was a good idea. Okay. I was like, I stopped. That was when I stopped my, my, um, right. It was, you were transitioning and you were like, you were struggling with the, the, the thought of not going in the tanning bed. Right. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Struggling. I'm struggling. I can't find it. Oh my God. And it looked really good, but it was like the end. So the color had like faded around my eyes. <laughs> I, I don't know what it was funny. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, a spray tan also seems like a super intense commitment because it doesn't like, like I need these things to last like four weeks. For minimum info par more. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. Okay. Let's get to the five next hot topics. Go. Oh my God. Okay. So one, the scale. <sighs> Whew. Hot topic. Controversial. Hot topic? Controversial as well. It is very controversial. It's one of those things that the opinions on the, uh, of people in the weight loss profession is quite varied. Um, you know, we have people in the, this profession who say, weigh, weigh yourself once a day. And then we have people that throw their scales out the window and make videos of them. Mm. It's like one or the other. Yeah. And for me, it's like, why does it have to be so traumatic? Yeah, like, why does it have to be so emotional? You know? Um, and I think that that's, again, I think that we just need awareness. And, I, <laughs> and for me, I feel like the scale is an amazing tool for you to check in with weight management or weight control, even your weight loss journey, the scale without emotions. 
has really like, why are we even talking about it? Like for me, I think what we, what makes it so controversial is the emotions we've attached with the scale that like when they're like, Oh, don't get on the scale. It makes you feel like shit. It doesn't make you feel like shit. You make yourself feel like shit with your thoughts. Like the scale literally doesn't even speak. It doesn't even say a thing. I don't know what you're talking about. The scale doesn't say anything to you. It's literally something you hop on. It gives you some, it gives you a number and then you make your own thoughts, decisions, emotions. Like you create that. The scale said nothing to you. Um, unless you have a scale that's like, you suck when you get on, <laughs> that's the problem. But like, other than that, if the scale does not say you suck, you said you suck. So you have to work on that. You guys, I just, for me, it's like, it's all about conversations. I'm like, why aren't you working on it? Like, why, why is it this like all or nothing thing? You know, I think that if you are a person that wants to create weight loss in your life, the scale is a tool. And especially for people who are the bulk of people who are more like your weight, weight loss members who, um, you know, we're not trying to get down to 5% body fat or gain muscle. We're just trying to lose body fat. Mm. Um, and I think for us, it's a great tool. And we also are teaching our members to lose weight without counting calories. So again, how do you know you're in a calorie deficit? Well, look at that scale going down. So I think if you're in that category, it's even more important that you create a healthy relationship with a scale. And I truly believe that can be done by getting on the scale once a day. Maybe if that's really hard for you, once a week, once every two weeks, and just really seeing it as data. Absolutely. And I think that the only way that you create that really strong relationship with yourself, ultimately, I just, I just want to put that up there. It's not a relationship with the scale. It's literally with yourself. If you get on and you're like, I'm fat, I suck, whatever, that's you with you. Though. Like, again, the scale said nothing to you. You're the one that is creating this drama. And so I think if you value having a better relationship with the scale or having a better relationship with you, ultimately, you can't ignore it. You can't just say it's not important. Like you, when people say like the skills, not important. I'm like, what does that mean? In what way? What are you, what do you mean? If you're trying to lose weight, you, and you want to create awareness around if you are losing weight or if, if what you're, you're doing is allowing you weight loss, that's all it is. It's like a business deal. It's like, like I'm checking in to see if I understood the assignment basically. Yeah. Um, I don't understand why it has to be like, it doesn't matter. Well, it, it kind of does. Like I have to know if, if what I'm doing is working because I'm trying to accomplish a life and a result, you know, it's not a, you're trying to create a life, but your life is the result that you're looking for. And when you're on a weight loss journey, we can't take that away from you that you want to lose weight. Like, isn't that what you want? And that's a result. So you need to check in, but how you check in and how you speak is on you for sure. And you're responsible, not the scale, you know? And if you're struggling with your relationship with the scale, you're certainly not alone. Um, it, oh doesn't make you, it doesn't make you a bad person, but instead of throwing it out the window and calling it names, how about we start to work on formulating a healthier relationship with literally that random appliance that's in your home? Is it even an appliance? Not really. It's like, you know what I mean? It's not, it doesn't even get that category. Absolutely. And do can you uh, manage your weight without a scale? I, I would say yes to that. Absolutely. Okay. So if we want to bring that conversation to the table, but it is just documented and proven that people that regularly use this tool for data have more chances of managing their weight for the rest of their lives than someone that does not. 
you can then make your own decision. You guys, I'm not saying for me, it's just, I want to have all the data so that I can make choices. That's why I have a really strong relationship with the scale is because it's not because it's telling me what to do, or not, what not to do. It's because it allows me to make an informed decision on what I want to do and what I would not want to do. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Next. Okay. Next motivation. Oh, Moju. Okay. Why okay. did that make the hot topic list? Motivation is definitely a throw a word that is thrown around in the weight loss industry that you need motivation to lose weight right now. They're like going from motivation to discipline. Discipline is kind of like another hot topic right now, or definitely I'm sure you guys have like seen it on the internet that it's like, you don't need motivation. You need discipline. Um, and again, it's, you know, I think discipline has a space in the weight loss industry. Like Alicia said, you want 2% by <laughs> or you want to like compete or you want to whatever. Yeah. You need discipline for that yep. shit. Cause that yep. is not common. That is nope. not what the common human does. Um, but motivation does not, is not needed for weight loss. That's my thought right now. Um, I think that the reason why people relate to motivation as needed for weight loss is because what they've done in the past has been so difficult for just fat loss. Um, it's been so difficult. They've put themselves on a diet. Weight loss is like a mountain. So they need motivation for it. So how about instead we wait for motivation uh, with Amazon prime and just like ding dong, here's our motivation. Um, how about we not make it so freaking difficult? That's literally it. We need to work at creating a lifestyle for ourselves that does not require motivation. How you move your body shouldn't need motivation. How you fuel your body shouldn't need motivation. Some There are times in your life that you will be more motivated than others. That is 100% a thing. But every single day, you should not be laying in bed waiting for motivation to magically arrive to do the things. Yep. Done. Okay. Next. Done. Emotional eating. Oh, 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 okay. Emotional eating would be under the category of reasons why someone can't lose weight or is struggling to lose weight. That is definitely something we would have heard, right? It's like binging. Emotional eating would be under that category. I for sure have gotten hundreds of messages over the years saying I'm an emotional eater. I struggle with emotional eating. My problem is emotional eating. Yeah. It's and a thing. Right, and right there, I am uncomfortable with that because we have given a label mm. and so often when we get labeled as things we start to just cr create actions behave, that up, behave yeah. in a way that lives up to that expectation it's like kids you sometimes see kids in school and they got kind of labeled as like the bad kid or the geek or whatever and it's almost like the kids are like stuck in that that thing they can't get out of because they're like they have that label why are we uh, why are we labeling ourselves emotional eaters Mm, I agree. I, I what does that like? What does that mean? I feel like because we eat. Okay, just anytime you eat, there's an emotion attached to it. Hunger, like hunger is an emotion. It's a feeling, right? So I eat because I'm hungry. I eat because I'm happy. I eat because there's food in front of me. I eat because I'm celebrating. I eat. So at the end of the day, when you think about it, there's not a lot of times where we eat and there's no emotion attached to it or feeling attached to it. Yeah, you I see think what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that it gets a bad rep almost. Like Yes, it does. I think it, it's okay if you're I think it's unrealistic to think that people are not gonna eat because of emotions. I agree because I think that that's actually connected to almost every time we eat, right? Um, like I eat at night because I want to feel I want to end my day feeling um satisfied or normal, like Jeff, he eats, I wanna eat. 
See, so it's not like it's not like to think that every time you're going to eat is going to have is going to be rational is not reasonable. To think that every time you eat is always for I'm just uh, what do they say? Lo, the internet. Lo, I'm just uh, not well fueling my body, or it's just I'm just eating to survive. Absolutely not. We eat to live. Like I'm just eating to live. Who who's like that? We're not no. plugged in. Oh, just so that I can live. We always have emotions to what we eat. We love what we eat. Oh, that was good. Yum. Oh, and, I'm satisfied, you know? And again, food is such a large part of our culture and everywhere in the world. And not just here, like everywhere in the world pretty much uses food to celebrate occasions. But we, and we have to eat to survive. So it's, it's, it's definitely not just like, oh, it's a habit. No, it's life. It's what we have to do. You know what I mean? Like, are we like emotionally sleeping? You know what I mean? Like sleeping is a, is a thing that we have to do every day. And we really like work hard to have a good relationship with sleep. Well, it should be the same thing, you know? Yeah. So if you have labeled yourself in the past an emotional eater, maybe it's time to recognize that that label is not um, serving you at all Um, to maybe recognize which emotions are more triggering than others for you to decide, do I want to work on this? What other things could I, I just, I feel like when you label yourself as emotional eater, you almost like give the, it's like your hall pass. It's like, well, I'm not in control of this because I'm an emotional eater. And you need to realize that you are in control and you are the boss and it is still a choice. Yes. I like that leash. Like basically it's because they like ultimately blame the emotion. So I'm an emotional eater and the emotion took over, you know? And I do, for me, it's like, how about you go look into why you're having that emotion in the first place? Um, and that you always do have a choice always, always. And, and, and that every choice is okay. You want to emotionally eat and, and cry over ice cream, you go for it. But what we want is that not playing the victim game of I'll never be able to, you know, um, get what I want or succeed because I'm emotionally eating. Let's not say that. Let's not label ourselves as that. Let's not. And know that emotion, if you do eat in a certain way, triggered by an emotion, it's a habit that you have created with that emotion with that emotion, not you look around the world, there is not every single person that has that emotion then does. And we all emotionally eat in different ways as well. One person goes to get chips, one person goes through the drive through. So like, just recognizing that is a nice reminder that this is a habit. And that's actually good news, because we can change a habit. Absolutely. Everything that we always say is always good news. Like you're in control. You're not broken. We're always like just a bear of great news here at your weight loss, everyone. Okay, meal planning. Okay. Hot topic. Why did, why did this one make the hot topic list? Um, I feel like at the end of the day, meal planning, oh, the reason why, I guess meal plans or meal planning. Um, did I write meal planning? <laughs> I want to think about why I think this is, I feel like it's an important topic when it comes to weight loss. I feel like a lot of people are like, okay, I'm going to bring out my Tupperware and I'm going to meal plan and then there's going to be magic. So for me, it's like, I just, I just feel, I wanted the words that are attached to weight loss and meal planning seems to be this thing that's really put on a pedestal, which is, is great organizing your life, not feeling overwhelmed, but also it's like having that conversation of there's no magic behind meal planning. Cause you, what, what's in your Tupperware makes that difference. Right. And maybe you meant meal prepping. Maybe, or maybe I meant meal plans. Cause that's a hot topic. Meal plans is very much more of a hot topic. Maybe I'm in meal planning. I don't know. We'll never know. 
we will um, we will know when when it gets to the point when we uh have you created that meeting yet i have not okay well then well, now is our chance to change it meal okay. plans meal plans i like that better that's more of a hot topic there you go okay. I mean, my gosh, it was such an, an interesting experiment. What we did at Tim Hortons, it showed us, I mean, we knew this, but it really concreted that no matter what's on your meal plan, it still is going to suck if everything's not on your meal plan. And often you're being sold on the internet, a sexy meal plan. Look at my meal plan. I can eat bacon. Look at my meal plan. I'm never hungry. Um, and we were never hungry. We could eat bacon. We could eat donuts, but we still were feeling deprived because of what we couldn't eat. Absolutely. Um, the other piece to meal plans for me that I think is a good um, conversation with Tim Hortons is that I've, I think without even recognizing that we're doing that is when you are put on a meal plan, in some ways, you put those foods that are on the meal plan on a pedestal. So whatever your meal planner puts on your meal plan, and you without knowing you put those foods like egg whites, avocado, rye bread, I just like randomly put that there. <laughs> I don't even know what rye bread is, everyone. <laughs> Alicia's laughing. Um, uh, I don't know what else. What else is there? Uh, <laughs> chicken, um, broccoli, cucumbers. I don't know. So you look at those foods and without them saying these are magical foods, you in your mind create a relationship with those foods and you also create a relationship with the foods that are not on that list. And so when you receive your meal plan, you put, and you lose weight. Okay. So you're on a meal plan. You end up losing 40 pounds on this meal plan. Good for you. Okay. Without you knowing that this is happening, you've created a relationship with that meal plan and a strong bond with those foods. And you literally think that they are magic and they are the only way you will lose weight. Okay. And it, this process or this mindset does not allow you to create any other way than this one way. And I am telling you that I felt that after Tim Hortons was over, look at Tim Hortons. Do you think that there is magic in the Tim Hortons menu? We ended up losing a massive amount of weight in one month, being on that menu, eating over 60 donuts in the month. Would you say only these foods make a human being lose weight. Okay. Clearly not because obviously with all of your other diet mentality things, you're like, how the heck did they manage this? Right? Well, you should be questioning yourself about that. You should be like, oh my God, like there's a reason. Yeah. It's called calorie deficit. Okay. Um, but I, I want to be honest. Once I was done going back to my old life, going back to my old foods, what started happening? Gaining weight. Okay. Weight gain just gaining the weight back because I'm no longer in a calorie deficit. It's that simple. Okay. It's almost like, which is ridiculous. I wanted to go back to Tim Hortons to lose weight. Think about that, everyone. And as crazy as that sounds, I had created a relationship with the foods that I ate for a month that made me lose weight. I created a relationship with it without even like knowing that that was going to happen. I only realized once it was done, and how I was, was behaving and how I was like almost not panicking that I was gaining weight, but thinking, how do I find my way? My way is only Tim Hortons. I just want to go back. That's how you feel after a meal plan when you've lost 40, 50 pounds and you cannot find your way 
You just want to go back to what worked. I think you feel trapped almost. You feel you and you you it creates so much anxiety around the food that's never been on your meal plan before. Like you you start seeing that food as like bad, and then you really start to feel like that way was the only way, and it's not. It just created a calorie deficit. There was no magic. When you follow a meal plan, you are simply following someone else's food values. You are you are following a plan that someone else made with their food values in mind and gave it to you. And you have learned nothing about creating your own way. That was great. Okay. Last Next. one quickly, exercise. Oh, whew, okay. I mean, uh, the most, um, what I, what comes to mind first is people thinking they have to exercise to lose weight. And the other one is that uh, people put exercise so high on the pedestal of why people can either eat things like, again, I said this the other day, like people literally thought that you and I were losing weight eating Tim Hortons because of our exercise routine, yet not thinking that we did not change our exercise routine from what we were eating before and we were not losing weight before. So what happened there? You guys think about that one. Um, I think for, for me too, some people on the internet get mad when we say you don't have to exercise for weight loss. They're like, how dare you tell people? Well, people deserve to know we value exercise for our physical and mental health. We think it's great. We clearly do it and make it a part of our lives. And, um, and like you, like you've said before, uh, weight loss and health is not, it's just two separate things. So for fat loss, yeah, for fat loss and weight loss, you do not have to exercise, but for your health, you should. And what about those people who right now do 2000 steps a day that even going for a two kilometer walk would be a struggle for them. Those people deserve to know that they can still lose weight without doing burpees. They need to know that like, uh, it's all about meeting people where they're at. And obviously we've created a culture at your way weight loss that walking is like such an amazing thing. So many of our members walk, they realize that it's enough. They see it for what it is, the value it is. And they, you know, we don't have that relationship with food where it's like, Oh, just worked out, get earned my, earned my cake. Yeah. You know, I, so it's that. Another, yeah. And another thing I want to add about exercise is please, please, everyone, are you listening? This is good. There is no exercise that's going to give you a certain, like if you do burpees, yeah, there's, there's no, like, there's no magic in burpees. It's just like, there's no magic in broccoli, no? but there's no magic in burpees and squats and a certain exercise that's going to make you look like JLO. Like that is not happening. Okay. I mean, there's no per specific exercise for fat loss, right? If you want an ass, yes, you're going to need to do squats. You don't want to ask. Just keep your ass, everyone. It's good enough. Trust me. Oh, my goodness. I would do squats um, a million times over before burpees. Yes, absolutely. But what I mean is that's like who you want to be. Like fat loss, absolutely. Like also, you could do all the fucking. Oh, oh my God. I'm so sorry. All the squats. I <laughs> get all like, ah. Um, I truly believe that there's also a limit to what you will be able to do to look like J-Loda. Like, oh, absolutely right like you, i mean they could be like oh but i want to have as but i'm sorry if like it depends what your what the trauma your body has gone through uh the excess skin that you might have when you lose weight like just i think that we should just do exercise to escape our family listen to fun podcasts right isn't that what exercise should be uh, and and absolutely and enjoyable like if you and there are genuinely people that enjoy squats so like absolutely go and do that and you enjoy the way it makes you feel and it's strong and it helps your muscles and your bones amazing go for it but please just don't do any exercise because you think it's magic that's what we're trying to get to 
Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, everyone. That was great. My goodness. Okay. You know where to find us. Happy April. Um, are you going to do like a, do you do, um, come in, uh, where's my English? Like, I just I I can't, know. I can't, uh, for, um, April 1st. April oh, April 1st. Fool's Day. Do you do, do you do something? Absolutely not. Oh my God. It, Neil would be the perfect person to like do things with. Correct. Remember that time I changed all of my sugar for salt for when Jeff made his coffee in the morning? Like that's so dedication. But so fun. Were so you la like laughing? So I wasn't there. I left. It was like before kids. I still remember. And I was at school and he texted my coffee was very delicious this morning. And I was like, because <laughs> you don't know when you're putting in, right? So he left with his coffee and then he realized what I had done. And I think that's funny. Are, are you yes. going to do something? I don't know. I'll be in Florida when this comes out. So I'm not sure if there is something. Maybe I'll do a little Florida April's Fools. I'm pregnant. You impregnated me in Florida. <laughs> um, no, something. I mean, he'll be like this mailman, mail, mailman's baby. <laughs> uh, well, if you think of one for Neil, you let me know. Because he would definitely oh. be an easy target. He would be an easy target. And I think he would be like, oh, that's a good one, Alicia. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had like an English accent. Yeah, I wish that, that I could do accent. Can you do accents? No. No, me neither. Oh, Jesus. Okay, everyone. Bye. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.